This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. On the phone with me now, we're excited to have with us Ginger Z. Ginger is Chief Meteorologist with ABC News. You can catch her every weekday morning on Good Morning America. It's our pleasure to welcome Ginger Z to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Ginger. How are you? Oh, I'm great, thank you. Love and life. Love and life. So, first of all, congratulations on the new baby. You now have two boys. What is that like, being the mother of two little boys? What's that like? I can't believe people do this. (laughs) (laughs) I I really, everybody who's a parent of more than one, well, just one as well, they're my hero. This okay. is, it's a, it's a lot, but it's so fun and it's so great to see their uh, friendship develop. And I, I can't wait till the baby's old enough for Adrian to realize that he's got a buddy. Now, how are things on the set of Good Morning America? Oh, outstanding. And it's funny because I was on maternity leave and I go to work and it's not just the people that are on the set, but it is the people who you don't see. They are my second family. So it was like when you're gone for a couple months, you actually really miss them. And so it's been nice. It's, we just enjoy every single moment. And I, I'm constantly reminding myself how grateful I am, even when things get tough, that I get to go to work and have that much fun. All right. So, you know what? You have your your plate full here. You you know, you're a working mom of two. You're married to Ben Aaron. You know, I didn't know that you were married to the Ben of a Ben and Pickler fame. I didn't know that. How did I not I know that? Know. Yeah, well, he just came over and mooned me so <laughs> <laughs> while I was talking to you. Uh, so how do you guys keep it all together? How do you keep it all together with family career? I think I don't. That's really the answer. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and allowing yourself to know that it's not going to be all of it all at once. You know, just focusing on whatever is right in front of you at that moment. There are moments that you feel overwhelmed and there's moments where it goes, oh gosh, I don't know that this is going to happen. But I've just, ever since I did Dancing with the Stars and I was going back and forth from LA to New York, I've got this great support system, a wonderful husband. Um, we have set it up where we're, you know, again, reminding yourself too that people do this every day (laughs) to remember that that when those tough moments you know yes we might have a more i don't know tv view of it and it's a little bit different but this is everybody's trying to balance it all and so i think we all just and then give yourself grace at the end of the day that's what i try to do and just say okay i did my best okay so how did you get interested in weather of all things why meteorology and did you always know as a child that you wanted to be a meteorologist yes i mean since i was eight i was always fascinated by thunderstorms we spent a a whole summer on lake michigan and you can see forever i mean if if you haven't been to lake michigan you need to first of all but it's it's like Mm -hmm. the plains when you storm chase out there you can see for miles and miles and miles and so I was watching thunderstorms come across the lake and I found myself just so enthralled with their beauty and the power. And then from that moment forward, every time I've looked at the atmosphere since I look up, I see a cloud. I want to figure out the puzzle that is the atmosphere. And that's what I love about meteorology. And that's what I think I will love forever. Okay. Now, was it tough for you to be a woman and be in um, in this field for you to be in, you know, covering weather, to be in meteorology? I think so. And especially because I chose, you know, I studied only meteorology. So I actually didn't study television. My intent was to go into research and go into the field and storm chase. I had seen Twister and I wanted to be Helen Hunt. You know, that was what I wanted. <laughs> and I still get to do that. Um, I just chose the television. So it's a little more visible. And people for a very long time have, and, and rightfully so, there, there were true 
true weather girls that weren't necessarily scientists, but it has been difficult making people understand, no, 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 I really know what I'm doing here. And, <laughs> and that part has been a tough run. And then just being a woman in science in general, I think, is always a little more challenging. But it's been a challenge that I've taken on and, and you know, really feel a great responsibility for because I feel like even at the network level, we have never had a chief a meteorologist who's a female. Um, and so this mm. is my, this is me. I'm, I'm the person and it's a really beautiful feeling to know that I, I can hopefully inspire some other people, maybe be their Helen Hunt. All right. Um, you know, you cover all these weather stories for you. What's been the most memorable for you and the one that had the most impact on you personally? Hurricane Katrina. Um, I hope we'll never have a, a, a larger disaster mm-hmm. socially and, you know, meteorologically because we can have hurricanes, but everything everything I've covered since, every tropical storm, every tornado, every wildfire, um, the response has been so much better and so different than what happened with Hurricane Katrina. So that was the storm that in my life was pivotal because it was, first of all, the first big storm I ever covered, and it was that one. Mm-hmm. And then second, it taught me that the storm was not just about the science, and that's what I was so stuck on. My brain was always in the science. This was about people, and this was about people's lives, and it mm-hmm. flipped the way Way that I thought about my job and what my you know purpose was there and so it was pivotal for a lot of us but definitely in my life so ginger Z let's talk about the new book it's called chasing helicity what made you decide to write a novel for middle schoolers of all people you know I've always wanted to talk about science with kids that was when after I got over the Helen Hunt thing and I was in college <laughs> and one of my professors said you've got to you've got to do an internship in TV, just try it out because I think you'd be good at it. I went and did an internship with this guy named James Spann in Alabama. And the first day of my internship, he brought me to an elementary school and he walked in and he was a rock star there. And he then starts talking about science and gets these kids so excited about communicating science. And I was like, wow, wait, this is what I want to do. So from that point forward, I've visited hundreds of schools in my career. And I love that age group, the kind of fourth through sixth grade. They're so smart, but yet they're so ready to learn and they they absorb everything. That's the area that I I found myself always gravitating toward. And so to write for that age group and to on a really broad, you know, hopefully thousands of kids reading um, to, to inspire them to learn more about not just meteorology, but science in general, this was a platform I couldn't resist. Okay, now you say, and I've heard you say this, that the main character in the book is the girl you wish you could have been. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, I think she's she's a little more bold with what she wants. Um, she's, you know, she, she's, she's got her moments where she's going to be weak and, and learn to be a stronger woman. But it's kind of the person that I think I've become, but it took me 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to take her only a couple of years. <laughs> so. <laughs> She got through it a lot faster, and she gets a lot of wisdom very quickly. Really, what's semi-autobiographical about it, or fully autobiographical, is that she's going to learn all of those life lessons through natural disasters, and that's what I did. You had this character in your head for decades. What took you so long to get it on paper? Um, this is actually a lesson for kids, too, is that I was told very young, you know, Ginger, you're really good at science and math not so great at writing. And that was something that always came back. I had in my head that I'm not a good writer. So when I went and I wanted to write this book, I went to the publisher and I I even told them, I'm not a great writer, but I want to do this science. I wanted to do a book for babies. You know, I thought I could handle that. 
mm-hmm. and they said, no, why, why don't you try to write? And when I started writing and I actually started writing my other book for adults, I, I sent back and I said, this is really good. And I was like, wait, me? You like how I write? I've been told my whole life, you know, you, we, we all get labeled very early and those labels stick with us. And I think mm. that sometimes we need to remember that there is room for growth, especially in something so subjective like writing. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z. You can catch her every morning on Good Morning America right here on ABC Channel 9 right here in Cincinnati. For more information on Ginger or more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Now, Ginger, tell us about the new book, Chasing Helicity. Oh, it is a wild ride. So this this young girl, Helicity, um, which Helicity is my favorite tornado variable, but it sounds like a girl's name. So I've mm. always wanted to name like a daughter that, but my husband said no. And then we had <laughs> boys, so it didn't work out. Um, so this is my baby, Helicity. She is um, fascinated by the weather, much like me. And as she's growing up, she's then it's kind of like a hyper reality because all the storms come to her i mean she has the worst luck when it comes to storms and she's going to fight through these um you know horrific things that happen in her life her her, the people around her are greatly impacted by tornadoes and flash floods and once you get into the second and third book the storms get bigger her problems get bigger her there's there's going to be a little bit of love excitement that happens um Mm. and so yeah it, it all it's like having that strong female front-running character is so important to me, but she's fallible and she has issues just like all the kids reading. And I hope that they can identify with that. Okay. And I've heard you say that they'll learn about math and science. They may not know that they're learning, but they will. Is that right? It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. That's what I wanted so bad is I wanted on every page there to be something, even the title, Helicity. It's my dream come true to explain to people that that is the variable I look when I look for tornado development. When I'm storm chasing, you look at zero to three kilometer helicity. We're talking about it now, right on your show. That's such an exciting moment. And to have that on each page and have them have a takeaway, whether they know they're taking it away right then or they learn it. 10 years later and they go, oh, I remember in that book. Uh, I hope that that's something that happens. So, Ginger, you sort of spilled the beans here. You alluded to this, that this book is part of a series. Yes. Second one's done. It comes out next April. And then the third one, I have to start. So I got some work to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about your writing process. How do you write and do you do most of your own writing for these books? Yeah, well, the the personal one um, I did, I mean, it was my story. So that's me. That's okay. all me. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, my writing process is I've had this character in my head. I didn't necessarily have the journey of what she'd go on exactly. I knew the tornado at the beginning. I knew I wanted it to open big. I knew where I wanted it set. So I wrote two pages for every chapter. Then they had a person who writes for this age group help me develop the characters and the storylines. And she is brilliant at, at telling me, no, 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 you need to go more in this direction, less. In this. So it's like a coach, having a coach who has done this before. Mm. Um, that was so helpful. And I, at first I'm like, oh, I don't want any help. I want to do this all myself. And then you realize, no, there's, there's a real art to how people write for this age group. And, you know, writing for adults is completely different. And that's the one that came most easily to me was writing my own story. Um, But now after doing this and being coached that way, I feel like I'm ready to full force go into these other ones. And I'm feeling a lot better about my process. The the editing process is the funny part though, because that's where they really pull back and they say, Ginger, you got it too dark here. You know, (laughs) I always write too much. That's what I found. (laughs) Okay. Um, Looking back on things, what were some of your biggest misconceptions about the whole publishing industry? Oh, I, 
I didn't know that it was such a gamble for the publishers. Like, I didn't realize that every book needs to be sold. There's a lot of the financial stuff that I had no idea about. Um, I didn't understand that, you know, I guess people do read books still. Like, that people try to say that people don't read books. They really do. People love books. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun and exciting to watch that process of people saying, I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. It's like one of those tangible things that I don't think is going anywhere. Because you're always, you know, some people do enjoy that. My mom loves to read on the phone. So she's a, she's a Kindle type reader. Um, but there's still the people who love that actual feeling of the book in their hands, the smell of it. And that has been exciting and surprising to me that I feel like that I didn't know that it was going to go on forever this way. So it's it's fun, and I've, I'm already signed on to do another book that's a follow-up to my other natural disaster. And all of a sudden, the girl who wasn't a writer is uh, becoming a writer, I guess. Well, look at that. Look at that. Well, what well, reaction are you getting from people? The reaction, people? and that's what I was going to say. The reaction from people has been exactly what I wanted. They take a picture of their child reading at you know their sister's soccer game or their wherever and they say they can't put it down and that to me is everything or they finished it in two days i got it for her birthday and she finished it that night you know like those are those are the best stories to learn that they not only enjoyed it but they can't wait for the next one you need to write another one i'm like it's coming it's coming (laughs) so and then i think that parents are posting on my page not only the pictures of their kids but they're saying thank you for writing this book um, and being a great role model. And that is something that's come out of it that I didn't even intend to put out there, but it feels really great to be able to provide that. Okay. Now, summer is such a great time for young people to read. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about why that's so important. And also, I want to ask you what you read to your sons and wh- how do you plan on promoting literacy in your own home, Ginger? Uh, well, we are always, I was, I was something like, of a wild reader. Like as a kid, I enjoyed it so much. You couldn't get me away from books. And then it was competitive at certain points in my elementary school (laughs) where they had something called an eager reader badge. Mm -hmm. And you could, you could award yourself and you could win like pizza parties for your class and all this cool stuff. So I never had a problem because I loved it. I'm hoping that my sons do that. If they don't though, I'm going to force it. I mean, it's crucial. And I'm, I'm, I just think once you get into it and you can transport yourself in a story, it is, perfect for the imagination, obviously for your vocabulary, um, for your learning ability. There's endless reasons why reading needs to happen in a home. And we, right now, we just set it up with, you know, bedtime reading. And then he actually chooses a lot of times to read during the day because he loves, right now he's very into dinosaurs. And we go high level. He loves like like the long Latin names of everything. He likes to, it's like you're at a museum with this kid. (laughs) So far, so good. All right, good. Well, I know you have to go. We're running out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Ginger, if they would like to find out more about the book, if they would like to get a copy of the book, how can they find out more and how can they get their hands on the book? I mean, get it online at all the big ones, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. A lot of independent bookstores are carrying it, and or you can ask them and they'll pick it up for you. Um, and then there's even places that I sign them that you can find, and I, I usually tweet those and put them on Facebook. So it's just called Chasing Helicity, just Put that in the the old Google and you'll find it. (laughs) All right. Good. Thank you so much, Ginger. I really appreciate you taking so much time to speak to me. Thank you. Have a great one. We've been speaking to ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine right after this.